Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jared Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think he's going to go upstairs. We we had that uh, we had that communication this morning as we talked it through. Um, it's not 100 yet, but if, uh, but I believe that's where we'll end up going. Um, you know, I'm just really confident. You know, it's, I mean, I. I I think it might be a one of a kind here, you know, that I was in Seattle and then he followed me in Seattle. Um, and, um, you know, he continued to, with great success there. Um, you know, had record-breaking seasons with those guys as well. So i um, super confident in him. I love working with him each and every day. Um, total 100% confidence that, that he can do it, that he will do a great job. I don't know if anybody can do a good job with this offense right now. Uh, we'll find out. Hopefully he can, maybe mixes it up. It does need something of change. So now in a week, you get Urban Meyer gone, and now you get uh, Schottenheimer calling plays for the Jags. Does that help? We'll see. Uh, I, I just continue to say, I'm not sure what it is that's going to work, but you would just think after a while, you'll have this one-off game where things work. Yeah. And we haven't seen it. It's incredible. Like, I guess we have lived through this before. It just didn't feel like eight weeks of the same stuff, and you couldn't figure it out because in the NFL, people figure it out. Like, And, and they have enough they seem like they have enough players to be able to do something. And they have a quarterback I mean, that can throw it. If you have a quarterback that can't throw it at all and is really, like, Gabbert that year couldn't throw it. Like, he just, you couldn't do anything with him. Yeah. And so you just had to keep giving it to Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah. But this kid can throw it. I mean, he's made some decent plays. He's not gun-shy. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look super scarred. And they still can't score. I mean, Brent, how did the Lions put up 30 points against the Arizona Cardinals who have, I thought, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I know. I've raved about their how defense. Did, how did Jared Goff go 21 for 26 with three touchdowns and 148.6 quarterback rating? How did Craig Reynolds, I'll say it again, how did Craig Reynolds, you know who Craig Reynolds is? Because I, I don't. Do. Yeah. Tell, me the, tell me a Craig Reynolds story real quick. Wasn't he with, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Josh Reynolds. Sure. <laughs> I'm talking about Craig Reynolds, man. Craig Casey Reynolds. Casey, I'm Craig based Reynolds? from like Wyoming or App State or Old Dominion or somebody like that. Old Dominion, by the way, down 23 to 10. That's good. The, I got uh, Tulsa. Craig Reynolds is from Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Sorry. I just wanted to work that in. Was in the Jaguars. <laughs> was on the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. Don't he remember was? him. Yes. Wow. Did he. Went to Cutstown College? Cutstown, yeah. Cutstown. That's not a real college, yeah, huh? Is. Cutstown College? Yeah. You ever heard it's of Cutstown? It's in Pennsylvania, I think. Okay. No. Click on it. Undrafted, obviously. Cuts, Cutstown. Yeah, Division Two. Mm. All right. Uh, in Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania. But the reason why I bring him up is because, against, once again, so the supposedly great Cardinals uh, defense, uh, 26 attempts, 112 yards for <laughs> Mr. Cutstown. Cutstown, Craig Reynolds. I can tell you about Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, you could. 23.5 fantasy points. Better believe him. I played him in a different league. Did you really? Yeah, Good course. for you, Casey. Yeah. Hey, Taking that gamble. Hey. But my point is, like, every team seems to figure it out, right, Brent? I know it. Why every can't? team gets a little lucky. Yeah, why can't the Jags figure it out? Yeah. Hey, Patriots, better get ready. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure hey, it Bill out. Belichick, I, I may have had this conversation in the press box. See, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to curb stomp the New England Patriots because Bill Belichick's M.O. is always to try to stop, like, the best receiver on the team. Well, Bill Belichick's going to, his brain's going to malfunction because he can't figure out who the best receiver on this team is. Because a part of him's going to be like, all right, stop Marvin Jones. Well, do we stop LaVisca Chenault now in that jet sweep? And he's going to overthink himself. It's going to lead open to some, you know, guys getting wide open, and Trevor Lawrence is going to shine against the Patriots. Book it now. Oh, can't wait for that. Book that now. Let's go um, and lock that in. 
Do you uh, think there's any... Jimmy Johnson said that uh, he feels Urban Meyer was backstabbed. There's a friend, right? There, there's a friend Finally coming to the fence. There's a friend. Yep. Uh, or he made his own bed. Does that happen? I mean, the NFL is a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. You know, people... I, I will say this, and I'm, I'm not suggesting there was backstabbing. We have no idea. I mean, listen, I think Urban Meyer made his own bed. I think there's a lot of this brought upon himself. There's a lot of self-inflicted things. Mm-hmm. Um where did the reports come from? And I think that's what Jimmy Johnson's talking about. And Johnson brings up a very good point. And I think this is something we talked about way back when. Remember week one of the season? And Locke and Fora had some reports about, like, some unrest? Like, the morning of the first game in Houston. Yeah. There was talk about there was problems already in Jacksonville. I'm like, where is that coming from? Yeah. Right? And like, Especially oh, him of all people who has no credit. Well, lock and four always <laughs> yeah. throw stuff up. Yeah. But my point being is, how does that come out? So who's leaking it out, mm-hmm. right? And, and the, when we had that conversation, I, I will say, I remember saying this is like, Urban Meyer, as it turns out, didn't have a lot of allies in the building anyway, or a lot of allies anyway. Jimmy Johnson's really the first person to kind of defend him, it feels like, him and uh, uh, Brady Quinn, you know? But... When you have a staff like this where you don't really, I mean, he knows Charlie Strong really well. He knows a couple of these other guys like Chris Ash and, and others. He knows Cullen. And, and he knows Cullen. I don't know about really well, though. Like, okay. he knows Cullen. Yeah. But it's not like they go, they're, they're tight. Sure, sure. And they've been on the same staffs together and all that. Yeah, that that's sure. different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bevel, no relationship. Schottenheimer, very little relationship. And so the list goes on and on. And so when you don't have this loyalty to you, like you have in college where these guys are hooked to your wagon. And a lot of people in the NFL have that same thing where they're hooked to your tree. Yeah. You know, even though you might not know them, but your mentor might know them. That's not the way this staff was built. And therefore, and you're stuck and you're kind of pushed into a situation with bulky. Not even they had the relationship. So is there a possibility that these leaks came from a staff that wasn't loyal to Urban Meyer and started to separate themselves from Urban Meyer because they saw the ship going down? I think absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. That happens in the NFL. In fact, I've seen it when people know that the other guy's about to go, especially the head coach or the GM, you start to see the separation. We, saw, this, it, we saw it loud and clear when Tom Coughlin was the problem and Doug Marone said, go talk to him down the hall. Yeah, but I, I don't want to amplify this because – we're beating around the problem, though, right? Because we always come on the show and we talk about how it's the good old boys network, right? Yeah. And sometimes the best candidates don't get hired because, well, it's about who you know, right? Well, this is a situation where if Urban Meyer would have taken all the guys that he knows and brought them here, they probably would have had more success, True. right? Now, I think the, so. Now, the resumes may not have been as good, right? When Urban Meyer was young, hey, show me a resume. We go, like, oh, Coach, I was with you. <laughs> I, I, I mean, Coach, we're in, the, we're in the same boat. I don't know what... My, my resume is your resume. That's so right. what do you want from me? Coach, look at the rings. Uh, yeah, I know. So what do you want from me? But I, I think that it also goes to the point where you got to be able to, to adapt. Yeah. And you got to be able to interact with, with new people. And that, whether it was, you know, they're out to get Urban Meyer, whatever the case may be, it went sour. And it went sour on Urban Meyer's watch. And by the way, is Urban Meyer made a lot of I think it's, uh, the answer to the question is, was he backstabbed or did he make his own bed? I, I think it's he made his own bed. Yeah. But I do think part of it is he had no loyalty. And in this world, in the NFL world, people try to save themselves sometimes when they know things are going bad. And so I think, I mean, the reports came from somewhere and Urban wasn't the one that had the reports. Players could certainly do that. Yeah. But the reports certainly came from somewhere and someone. And it was somebody in the building, and it was somebody on the staff, most likely. 
And so you could tell there's a lack of loyalty. Now, again, did Urban earn that because he didn't build this trust and, 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 and nurture that relationship as well and make this work? Maybe. But be what Jimmy Johnson said, what I thought was interesting, is he brought everybody with him. Mm -hmm. when he went to Dallas. Mm -hmm. He brought his PR person. He brought his trainer. He brought his assistant coaches. So when they did ask, what's your resume? They could say, your resume, coach, yeah. right? No, for sure. And, and so that there is a difference but, there. So do you think the – I mean, and, and listen, like, I, I'm not sure the relationship that, that Urban Meyer and Jimmy Johnson have. I don't That's know. That's pretty good. Okay, yeah. well, so then – Yeah, they're friendly. So then – Oh, he's definitely sticking up for his friend. No, here, okay, yeah. yeah. But then my question is, Brent, then why didn't Urban Meyer just bring all his own guys then? Well, because were you afraid – well, he couldn't okay. because he would have stole from Ohio State because okay. that was his most recent stop. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so he would have brought on, I mean, like his son-in-law is on the Ohio State staff. He could easily have done that, but he said he wasn't going to steal from Ohio State. Gotcha. My point being, again, where coaches make their big mistakes is assembling their staff. Mm. And Urban, I've said that a long time about Gus Bradley's offensive coordinator hire of Jed Fish. Yeah. That was one of his biggest mistakes of his regime. Well, what Urban Meyer may have done, Ben, I think this is a lot on Urban, too. But maybe this didn't work because of the staff that he assembled, which, by the way, he said was all world and this great staff and blah, 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 blah. But there's also a lot of them, too. And there's a ton of people. Yeah. You know what? That's a lot more people doing this. Oh, for sure. Yapping. Yeah. And saving their job. Some people that you, that you don't know either, by the way, but you have to learn to know. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, he messed up. And, yeah. and I don't know what the answer is, by the way. Like, I would say this. We were talking about who's the next coach. Doug Peterson comes in. Does he have a staff that he can go grab that's willing to come with him? Now, he's just been out for – same with Caldwell. Does Jim Caldwell, do they have staffs that they can go get that are good? Or are those people already attached to, say, an Andy Reid tree in Kansas City and don't want to leave? Yeah. Or Jim Caldwell with Baltimore and, and, and Indianapolis. See, what you have to do is you have to take chances when you, you haven't been in the business. Yeah. And, and you're going to grab people like you have to take the chance of Joe Cullen. You have to say, hey, Joe, we're going to give you the defensive coordinator job. That's how we lure you away from Baltimore. Yeah. Well, it's worked out pretty good. Like, I'm, Joe's done a nice job. I, overall, no, I think he's done sure. a nice job. But, like, but that's the chance you take. Yeah, like if you get McDaniels, one would say, okay, let's just get Matt Patricia then. That's true. As defensive coordinator, like, yeah. And McDaniels is the most interesting of it because his whole line is with New England. Is sure. he going to just raid Belichick's staff? Probably no, not. I, I mean, probably raid Belichick's old guys. Like maybe Bill O'Brien makes another appearance. Yeah. Maybe, you know, Matt Patricia makes another appearance. But, yeah. but this is why this is an important conversation and really a... Um, a, a point of something we should talk about when the staff is built mm -hmm. is it's hard. I think it's hard to build a staff when you are coming from somewhere else and acquire the right people that aren't already there. Mm -hmm. You either have to be super buddy-buddy with them and they're willing to come help you out, or mm -hmm. you have to go find new blood that you think is going to fit and marry it all together, together into the staff mm -hmm. and and like Gus probably did a better job of that overall, mm -hmm. but he messed up on the offensive coordinator, which was a domino of, of years to come. And Urban looks like he did, quite frankly, a horrendous job of it. I'm not sure outside of Joe and a couple of maybe defensive coaches and the secondary coaches, mm -hmm. uh, Joe Dana and, and Walton, who he kept. I'm, I'm not really sure who, who there is to rave about from their coaching tree. Uh, he hires Brian Schneider, who then for personal reasons, right in August has to leave. Yeah. Um, you know, so again, I think, I think when we look at this going forward, I guess the point of this conversation is it's not just who you hire, it's who else is coming with you.
-hmm. And you better find somebody who can bring other. That's a lesson that maybe Shad needs to have learned in this time frame. You better be able to bring people with you as well that are good, not just like the 35th good offensive coordinator but, in the NFL, even though there's only 32 teams. <laughs> yeah. But, like, isn't that surprising, though? I mean, because you agree, right? I mean, Urban Meyer's an offensive-minded guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, special teams, too, but offensive-minded guy. So, like, to me, like, say Doug Peterson comes here. Doug Peterson's going to hire a guy who thinks exactly like him, whether he's from the Andy Reid philosophy or not. Like, I, you got to believe that Doug Peterson's going to vet until the cows come home to find a guy who's essentially, like, my, you know, my clone. Where we have the same kind of philosophies. Because I feel like if you get an offensive-minded guy, you got a vision of what you want, and it's that coordinator's job to purvey that vision. I never got that with Urban Meyer and Bevel and, and Schottenheimer. You know, like, it was just a ragtag bunch that got together, and it was like, ah, oh, what should we do? I don't know. What do you want? Like, that's that's how it looked, at least. Now, maybe I'm, I'm misspeaking here, but that's how it looked on the field, where who was taking charge, who was responsible, and, like, who did the blame fall on? I, I never really got those answers when Urban Meyer was here. Well, and, and to that point, I'm trying to find it real quick. Uh, shoot, I can't find it. There was a recent article. I think it was in the New York Daily News. I think it was. Mm. And somebody tweeted it at me. And it said Doug Peterson that he wants back in. He mm -hmm. took a year off, and it was about like he got to see uh, his grandson was born. And um, I think he lost a brother. So he can't, oh. and he's got to spend some time with him. And so the year off was valuable. But he said, I think the guy's name is Press somebody, and it's escaping me now, as his offensive coordinator. He's a young gun guy, like 33-year-old guy, that he would bring in as his OC most likely, or, or if he could. I think sure. that's the way I read it. But what's interesting about Peterson to this point is, remember, he had Reich. Yeah. Like, how much was Frank Reich? Frank Reich's doing a pretty good job in Indianapolis. Yes. So how much was Frank Reich helping Wentz and, and Foles? You know, and mm -hmm. how much was that? connection frank Wright's like an all-world good guy yeah, yeah and how much was that connection with all that a part of the success well i would say pretty good amount uh, that doesn't mean peterson didn't help mm -hmm. do a lot of it mm -hmm. but the, it shows the importance of it mm -hmm. and so uh i who he brings in i have no idea but um i just think more i i don't know when we look at coaching hires I think we just assume that guy is going and this is shame on us too like over the years we've done this enough i think we just assume okay they're going to bring in there's good coaches everywhere, and they're going to bring in uh, the, the next good coaches. Well, I think that's a lot harder is what I'm trying to say than people think it is. And I think Urban Meyer found that out the hard way. Yeah. And I think the next guy that comes in here, let's keep a close eye on that OC, that QB coach, that defensive coordinator, that how that all meshes together. And if they're going to be loyal to them and, and be on the same page as them, uh, because to your point, it didn't. Lo it looks like this one was a bit disconnected. Well, and, and that was, I guess, the crazy thing was when Meyer first got hired. Like, yeah, I was interested to see like who the defensive coordinator was going to be, and I celebrated because of Joe Collin. But like the, the names that were named and like all the spots that got filled, like to me, it didn't even matter because I guess for whatever reason, I thought, well, Meyer, this is like Meyer's thing. Yeah, he's right? controlling like, it. Yeah, like you're, you're all in. So like, okay, go and bring Babel in, bring Schottenheimer in if you want. But guess what? It's going to be the Urban Meyer show, and you guys kind of got to fall in line. And I guess it didn't really transpire like that. At least we think it didn't transpire like that. But, like, I didn't really have, a, a you know, that much, like, thoughts towards Bevel, towards Schottenheimer when they got hired because it was Urban Meyer's show. This time around, regardless of who the head coach is, depending on, you know, if he's going to be calling the plays or not, but I'm going to be all eyes on, all right, who are these coordinators? Yeah. Right? Who are these positions? Because you have to be now. 
Yeah, that, and that's really the point of this yeah. conversation is I think we need to pay more attention to that. I think we do, but kind of like in passing mm -hmm. and how that manifests itself. And I do believe, I mean, listen, you can make the, you can, you can make the case if, if Urban's going to be this hands-off, right, his offensive coordinator hire of Bevel, let's just say Bevel was pushing all the buttons the whole time, and I think there was influence on Meyer and there was disagreement there. But if they couldn't get along and on the same page, not get along, but if they couldn't be on the same page, mm -hmm. if you couldn't find some really good chemistry between those two guys, then how was Trevor supposed to jump into that fray and be on the same page? Mm -hmm. And overall, Bevel has not done a good job. The, the product says so. And so once again, I would say Gus Bradley, his mistake was hiring uh, Jed Fish. Mm -hmm. Doug Marone, success in 17, why? Because Hackett was very good. Yeah. Not just, it's not the only reason, but they're off. Hackett had been around. He had a relationship with Bortles. He got the best out of that offense. He did. And that was a carryover, by the way, which was, was nice. Now you look at Meyer and the relationship between him and Bevel and what they did on offense and what they tried to do on offense and how they passed that down to Trevor. Miserable. Mm -hmm. uh, above everything else that went wrong, that part production-wise on the field, trying to get this kid to the next level was terrible. And so now, whoever does come in here, watch that offensive coordinator position. Maybe this is why Trevor wants a little say in this and a good feel and feels comfortable around it, uh, because that is ultimately going to be the most important thing. Uh, Casey found that article. Who, That's who, our guy. Who does he mention? Press Taylor. Press Taylor. What's the background on Press Taylor? So Peterson, when he was in Philly, he was the an offensive person, and he tried to make him the offensive coordinator when Frank Reich left, but I guess the management said no. He's the younger brother of Zach Taylor. The, oh, okay. yeah, That's the story. And yeah. he's currently an offensive person, like the second in charge for the Colts. He's 33. So he's with Reich, and he's 33. Yep. Young guy, which is pretty interesting, right? Because if you bring that guy in, maybe it's the next hotshot McVay-type guy, right? Shanahan-type guy yeah. from an offensive perspective, Zach Taylor-type guy. And now Kellen you've got Moore him. in Dallas. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that, to me, is fascinating. That he already has a guy in mind that knows him. And, and again, you've got to be able to steal him and rip him away from Indianapolis. But mm -hmm. my guess is you'd be able to do that if he's not the offensive coordinator, which he's not in, he's in, not, in Indy. Yeah. So now you're able to go get him. And, and who knows if he's right, but, I mean, he at least has a plan already about his staff and, most well, importantly, his OC, which is most importantly going to impact the terrible offense in Jacksonville and Trevor Lawrence. Again, this is all hypothetical if, like, Doug Peterson yeah. were to take over. But do you also think that if Peterson comes here, he's calling the plays, right? I mean, that's what he's done in he the past. That. Like, so, yeah, you yeah. see... You Figured he would do that as yeah. well. But it, we do know that relationship's really important. No, for sure. Somebody's got to be yeah. able to be I a mean, sounding board, yeah, right? Yeah, the enemy is the, what do you, that's with Andy Reid right now. Yeah. Yeah. He also said judging that Frank Reich wouldn't leave the Colts. That would be his choice. Yeah, good point. Um, so. Which so, means they're still tight. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, before we... Let's, let's keep it here for a minute. John Harbaugh going for two? Yeah. Did you like the call? See... <laughs> I mean, in terms of storyline and just theater, I thought it was brilliant because, like, he essentially ran the exact same play that Mark Andrews dropped against the Steelers. And, like, Mark Andrews is a guy who's, like, really coming into his own now this year again, and he's having a, you know, a, a hell of a year. He's a good player. Um, great player, yeah. And I like the fact that they went back to Mark Andrews essentially on the same play and go, hey, let's make this right. Let's get us some confidence. Because if, if they make that play and if the Ravens win that game, that propels them to the playoffs. That gives Mark Andrews a new sense of confidence. That gives the team a new sense of confidence. Because guess what? You just beat the mighty Green Bay Packers without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that'd be unbelievable. And especially you're at home, I'm not mad at the call. I mean, in retrospect, yeah, it didn't work out, and now you lost the game, and I get that. But even Aaron Rodgers said it himself. Like, he he admired yeah. Harbaugh for yeah. doing that. That was pretty cool. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool, Aaron Rodgers, well, to acknowledge but, you that. Know, also, a little jab to Matt LaFleur for kicking that field goal instead <laughs> of going for it on fourth and one or whatever last year <laughs> in the playoffs. So, I mean, once again, the guy just keeps throwing jabs. I oh, that's the first thing I thought. Oh, that's interesting you thought of it that way. I, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, I just... That's, that's a good call, but I don't know. I, I think that would be a little bit taken out of context because right now I think Aaron Rodgers is having fun because they're winning and, sure. and everything's good. Yeah. And so I didn't see it in that light. Mm. And I think he just likes competing right now, but that's a good call. I mean, he can say whatever the hell he wants right now too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, But anyway, I didn't mind. It's a funny thing that the two-point conversion came up later and obviously in a more meaningful game, but I actually wondered if the Jags had scored at any time late yeah. and it was 23-22 if they would go for two. I think I would have. You know, I, mean, I, I really and thought and I about that. I would have been upset about it, yeah. But what do you have to lose? You know, people, it's funny, and I get what they're saying. I said they had all the momentum should they have gone for it. Why did he do that? Sure. And, and so people's like, hey, you're answering your own question, right? Sure. I mean, they had all the momentum. I understand that. But, man, it's just a – you fight for 60 minutes and you get back to – like, in a way, aren't you fortunate to be in a position to tie at 31-30? You were down 31-17 against – the great Aaron Rodgers and a really good team. Yeah. Um, I understand the coin flip matters, but, I mean, they had just got off the field against Rodgers. Uh, and here, here's, a, here's the thing beyond even that is I don't mind going for two, but shut down half the field and, to your point, go visit a play that you already did when this kid's legs were really good. So yeah. if you could spread them out and give them some options, spread the whole thing out and let them just run for three or two yards, really, I just think that would have been a better play than putting this kid in a spot to make a one-read throw. No, you're not wrong. It's just I literally think Harbaugh tried to make it right. I really did. I felt like he felt bad for Andrews against Pittsburgh, and Andrews kind of dropped that. He fumbled that ball, and they lost to Pittsburgh. And I just thought he would try to go back to the well to help Andrews out. Yeah. That's all I thought it was. But Wait, man, you, you're telling me now he's going to help Andrews out, and I can't get Trevor a touchdown on first well, and goal? Hey, when, when you're putting up points like that, you're going to the playoffs, <laughs> you do what you got to do to get your players' confidence. I tell you what, but, talk about making a play. Did you see that Brian Edwards catch just a couple seconds ago? No, I didn't. I oh, know. my goodness. Really? I don't know how many times the Jags could have picked him, but goodness. Uh, it was a play. 7 nothing Raiders. Yeah, got, I mean, listen, oh, you got to make plays. I forgot that the game was even yeah, off. But, uh, Harbaugh, though, his decision-making will cost him a shot at the playoffs, potentially. They've, mm -hmm. Well, they've lost three in a row now. Yeah. Um, and, and he get it. Listen, people like, I like the aggressive style, too, overall. So yeah. uh, he well, got to live with that. He's, he's coaching his butt off, too. I think that's what helps him out. It's like, yeah. I mean, you went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. You're, you're coaching a team that's lost every running back on planet Earth. Yeah. You know, you've had all these problems. Lamar Jackson's sick. He's hurt. He's this. He's that. Um, he's a heck of a football coach. And obviously, he's built up equity. So when you build up equity, you can make some mistakes as a player and a coach. Uh, but I thought the move was interesting. And, you know, there's three weeks to go in the season, but they might have just cost themselves a spot. No, they did. But, you know, once again, I mean, if you go back to that Steelers game, if you convert that, then you essentially knock the Steelers out of any kind of contention. I mean, they're still pretty much knocked out. But, like, you, at that time, like you yeah, buried the Pittsburgh point. Steelers. Yeah. Like, you, you, that was the nail in the coffin. Big Ben's probably done all that stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, I get it from that call. And then the call against the Packers where it's like, hey, we had a backup quarterback. We're not even supposed to be in this game right now. Yeah. And look at us. Let's go out there and win it. Yeah. Like, I, I respect it. It didn't work out, and I get it. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If you're a fan, you're probably upset about it. 
but from a from a casual uh, Ravens fan, from a, a neutral guy, I think it was two good calls. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It just didn't work out. That happens sometimes. Um, keep you updated on that NFL game going on. We talk more uh, coming up football at 5 here on a Monday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, obviously it's different. You know, Coach Bev and, and Coach Meyer are different personalities, so it's, it's very different, but um, I thought the guys just handled it well. We're, we're excited, we're ready to play. Had a lot of energy. Um, obviously, didn't turn out the way we wanted to, but we had our we had our chance. You know, in that game, it's one possession game and didn't finish. But um, I thought all the guys were ready. We had some really good energy on the sidelines. Very positive. Um, it was nice having Bev on the sidelines. So I go talk to him between series, and I really liked that. And I thought that that helped for sure. So. I did notice some of those conversations taking place. Uh, between Bevel and, and him, which is good. We're going to look back, and, and obviously none of this was planned, and you couldn't, it's not like they tried to do it, but we will look back on Trevor Lawrence's rookie year when this is done in a few weeks and be like, how many different ways can you screw him up? I mean, <laughs> I mean, how, how much more could you have done to mess up a rookie year? You yeah. know, from a, at least from a culture standpoint and a random standpoint, never mind his play. I mean, just don't even... You can stop with the play and get everything before that. It's just amazing, really. I mean, you couldn't have written a script of being this bad, even if you were the negative person. Well, some would call it the worst, I guess. I mean, yeah, you know, and I hear people say out there, like, if Trevor Lawrence was on the, on the Patriots, you know, they'd be going to the Super Bowl right now. I'm not sure if I'd buy into that because I think Mac Jones' style um, and the smarts are what the New England Patriots need. Right, like I mean, they don't need a generational quarterback at least right now. They need a game manager who can recognize defenses and then call out of those defenses. Now, wasn't the best look against the Colts, you know? But hey, it's about time Mac Jones has some rookie blues. Yeah, I mean, you're and rookie. By the way, still battled at the end there. No, for sure. So I'm not mad at that. I just think though, <sighs> there's nothing by the way to show. Like, listen, I, I love Trevor. I'm a big Trevor fan, but we have no idea if Trevor would be good enough on the Patriots to lead him to a Super Bowl. I mean, nobody's yeah, even. We have, have no idea. What are we going off? Like last year's college, like three years of college, we have no idea in the NFL. He hasn't shown any. I mean, you could be on the Packers, you could be on the Chiefs, yeah. and we couldn't say that necessarily in certainty about Trevor. I mean, I guess let, let me ask you this, and I, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how to answer it. We always saw the comparisons to Andrew Luck. Like, he's the biggest prospect since Andrew Luck. Okay? At least that's what I remember hearing about yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, no, no, that's accurate. If Andrew Luck's on this team right now, doesn't look any different. And I'm saying Andrew Luck's rookie year, not like prime Andrew Luck. I'm saying Andrew Luck's rookie year, does it look any different, or is it the exact same, and it's just it is what it is? It's, it's such a hard question to I, answer. I would say, here's what I would say to that, and I think, I think the fact that we have to think about it is the point that yeah. you're making. Yeah. But the... I would say I think Stanford played more of a pro style, and so I think he was L he was ready to go to this level, and I think he would have more than nine touchdowns. Yeah, I think he probably would. But I also think Tre I think he'd also have like I think Trevor's quicker than him, mm -hmm. and I think he would have like been sacked more. And yeah. now Luck can move a little bit, but he he's not quick necessarily. He can kind of move enough and then run you over a little bit. He's tough to bring down. Um, and Andrew Luck, 23 touchdowns his rookie year, 18 yeah. interceptions, went 11 and 5. He threw a lot of, a lot of, I mean, he, listen, here's the story. It's like, if you would say at the end of this 4, year. 4,300 yards, though. How much? 4,300. Yeah. He was throwing to Wedgie Rain, though. Yeah. No, that's going to help. 
And I feel like they well, had a they went like eleven ends. and five. The crazy thing is, they went eleven and five that year, and he threw eighteen picks. Yeah, I always think that's. Pro I mean, they had, a, they had a pretty Two. good team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember when I was there. Yeah, they had a pretty good team. So <laughs> I, I just remember because I, I forgot like what the scores were when we played them, but I remember like after the game of either the first or second game we played the Colts. And I was so upset because I remember saying, you can't go from Peyton Manning to this guy now. Like, yeah, that's I not know. fair. No, I know. Like, hey, NFL, do something. The scores weren't that bad. Well, they weren't? 22 to 17. Okay. 27 to 10, but 22 to 17. But how, how did the 27 to 10 game, how did Luck do? Uh, give me a sec. Okay. Because I remember there was one game where I'm just like. It was at night. Was that, the, oh, that was Thursday night. Yep. Yeah, I saw Okay, yep. I, I Is that where captain. you got the sack? I was, yeah, I got a sack, and I was a captain for that game. 18 and for 26, 227, no touchdowns, interception, sack twice? There you go. There he you ran go. for two touchdowns. And maybe that's what it was. Seven for 11 and two. I just remember thinking, like, it's not fair to go from Peyton Manning to this guy. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then Indianapolis fans would say it wasn't fair that he retired at, like, 29 years old. Yeah, true. You know? No, you're not wrong. Uh, and they you never forced a fumble. Offensive line. Yeah. You forced a fumble in that game. Yeah. Why don't we do that more? We got to do the old box score. Because there's only like two of them or three of them are proud. Two so. QB hits, a forced fumble, and a yeah, sack. There we go, man. There you go. Take oh. that, Andrew Luck. Yep. Well, the best part about that game, though, was Andrew Luck swore at me after the game. I know. That's I what I remember a, about that story. I was a B something. Yeah. I, I can't even. I don't nah, know. I wouldn't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. But I get it. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, yeah. and like the best part is, like, yeah, he never swears. Like, there's like an NFL like yeah. live video. He never, no, he called me a couple choice words. Hey, <laughs> hey, on respect, though. All in respect. Yeah. yeah. Well, you had his number. Yeah. You're all over. Yeah. Did they do jersey swaps at that time? Think you would have given you his jersey if you asked for it? I would have asked for it in a heartbeat and looking back on it now. Who else was on that roster, though, that you would have asked for his jersey? The Colts? On the Colts roster? Yeah. They're, they're, at the time? Oh, man. Like, you you weren't around for the jersey swap days, right? No, no, no. All right, no, we no, got no. some options would be T.Y., uh, yeah. Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne. Re- 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 I mean, done, right? What yeah. about defense, though? Mathis or Freeney? I think was Freeney still there? Freeney was still there. Which nah. He, nah, neither of them. They nah. were both gone. Yeah. So, uh, Bethay, really? Jerry good. Hughes. No, I'm good. No, I took Jerry Hughes' spot in the Senior Bowl. So Did thank he? you, Jerry Hughes. Yeah. That, I'm not gonna lie. This roster is not very good. On defense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. on offense, I mean, I told you the highlights. Did Donald Brown was the running back. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, Brown I'm had good. a good year, didn't he? No, he did, but, I mean, nah, you, do you I'm need good. a jersey swap with well, Donald Brown? Nah, nah, we're good. We're good. Hey, hey, what's up, Reggie? You know, it is it is pretty wild to say that <laughs> to be funny how this, let's just say he throws another pick and ends up with 15. And if you come off this year and be like, who threw more interceptions their rookie year, Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence, and you're going to come with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Um, that's true. There's a chance that he doesn't do it. The problem is it's just not touchdowns. So, you know, it's not the picks. The picks and the mistakes are not the problem. Yeah. It's just, like, not enough good. Yeah. Uh, but I guess what would I ask? Do you think people are off the train a little bit or are questioning or wondering? You have to, Brent. You absolutely have to, I think. I mean, how could... Well, there's two ways to go, right? Okay. There's like, okay, this guy... Well, really, it's three ways to go. You could say, hey, he's going to be great. Okay, with no evidence of great. Uh, hey, he's a bust. I believe there's no evidence of him being a bust. Like, I don't think he's shown enough bad to say, I, I can't rely on him to be good at all. And I agree with that. And then there's this third... One where we do want to make excuses for him, and maybe too much, but there is an element that it's there is that everything else around him is so piss poor bad yeah. that what are you supposed to do as a young player? So I think the general consensus would say that 
they everyone thought that Trevor Lawrence would elevate the piss poor play of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So like, no, I don't think they're off the bandwagon and saying he's a bust. Like you have, I mean, it's 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 a season. Give it give it time and let's talk to me in, in another year or so. But at the same time, I also feel like people are definitely disappointed that he's underachieved. Yeah. I, oh, listen, and, there, there's all those feelings. Yeah. There's just no absolutes, I guess, is the point. By the way, and I don't, I mean, this is real. Do you know Andrew Luck's middle name? I, I've never uh, known this until crazy. now. I think it's I, weird. Yeah. yeah I, remember, I remember this. It's not Frederick, right? No. That's like something you wouldn't even think of. No, you'd think of it. If this is true, if, this, if Wikipedia is true, unless someone just changed it right now. Trevor? I still have his thing up, so I just Trevor my phone up. No, it's not Trevor. That's crazy. A-U-S-T-E-N. Ah, Austin spelled the right way. You is done that the, true? You should have done the jersey swap. Yeah. Did somebody I, just change that? Did you change that, Casey? No, I'm looking at it on... Uh, are you seeing it? Mine that I'm looking at is on Pro Football Reference. You can't change okay. that. Yeah, man. That's good to be the case. Yeah, but I, I've only, I've never met a person that had the same spelling as my name. Never. And I shook his hand. Never. Well, no, oh, Austin Pleasant, but I never met him. Okay. I shook his hand and said, what's up to him? I had no idea. There you go. Why didn't he bring it up? I don't know. Yeah, were you, were you scouting me or not, Andrew Luck? You should be like, hey, we have the same, I mean, I mean he had other things on his mind. Andrew yeah. Austin. Yeah, I'm, so uh, I'm not so way, sure. I don't. I, I feel like someone's playing a trick here or something. No, it's on Pro Football Reference. You can't just oh, change it's that. A, so it, yeah, it, it is yeah. Austin. It's real. A-U-S-T-E-N. It's real. Interesting. Yep. Here's the thing. Huh. I, I have not. The bottom line is you're right. There are no absolute things with Trevor Lawrence after this rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say this. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and think. Maybe talk to the Indianapolis people. I'd wonder how the absolute, were there absolutes about Andrew Luck. They were 11-5. I, I just don't know how that game season unfolded. Did he win? Like, was a game-winning comeback type stuff? I, I can't 11, remember. 11 or 5, though, Brent. 11 and 5 is good. Yeah. That's all I mean. That's I think all you need. You didn't help Trevor with, not you, but just in general. It wasn't help where you called him generational, and then you see him miss open receivers. Like, that just doesn't help the optics of the situation. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I called him generational like 125 times. No, I mean, everybody did, but I'm just saying, when you think generational, you don't think dude wide open, you throw it three yards short or five yards over his head. Yeah, the, cra the crazy part about uh, the generational aspect of it is when he's compared to the most recent generational players, which was Luck and Manning, they both had their struggles. Yeah. Now, again, Luck had also ended up winning, um, but Manning had obvious struggles his rookie season and made probably a lot more bad throws his rookie year than Trevor Lawrence has made. I mean, threw 28 picks. Correct. Uh, and Luck had 18 picks and probably made a lot of bad throws and missed some open receivers as well. So, But he probably made more good plays than either one of those two as well. And I think Manning also threw, what, 30 touchdowns that year or something, which means he made more good throws. See, the funny thing about the Lawrence conversation, it's not about the bat. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. It's not about the bat. It's about the lack of good you know, and, and so people, you could get on, uh, if you want to keep on the generational conversation, you can get on Manning and Luck for, whoa, that was bad, that was bad, that was bad, that was bad. But here's the good, good, That's good, really good, good yeah, right? Yeah. And that is the issue, right? That is what we had the first handful of games with Trevor. First three or four games, we had bad, but then we had, whoa, mm -hmm. that throw to the corner of the end zone to Marvin Jones was that opening drive against Denver. Okay, now. Right? Yep. Everybody's like, okay, I see. 
and and Dan Orlovsky can break it down. <laughs> we haven't had a poor Dan, man. Really haven't Shambles. had many plays. I mean, the amount of plays you could break down if you're Dan Orlovsky in the first five weeks yeah. versus what you've had in the last two months. Yeah. Is, is a lot different. See, that's the thing. When I type in Dan Olowski's name, because I don't follow him, but when I type his name in on Twitter and I don't see a Trevor Lawrence video, I know it's a bad game. <laughs> I know it's a bad game. To the point you were just trying to make, Brent, uh, a lot of the Colts' wins were blowout wins, but uh, the game that got them to 10-5, and five, Andrew Luck got the ball back with six minutes left, tie game, he took him down the field and won. Yeah. Wow. And see, he just has it. He's had a couple of chances now. Uh, he had a couple of chances yesterday to tie the game. Didn't do it. Had the chance against the Colts. Didn't do it. Had a chance against the Falcons. Didn't do it. And so that's really one of the things that's hurting Trevor right now in this conversation. Again, I don't. Th I think fans here in Jacksonville are smart enough and savvy enough to know this kid's got the chance to be good. This he's he's got a lot of good tools. Uh, they have not been polished this year. They have not been nurtured this year. They have not been improved this year. Mm -hmm. uh, probably to the point we all had hoped and thought. Mm -hmm. That's where the expectation level, we, it has not met. Yeah. Uh, but I also think if you ask, hey, you ready to ride into this next coach in 2022 with Trevor Lawrence as a starting quarterback, it's 100 per, well, 99, you have your guys that will just say no to you no, know, but it's 99%. Yeah, Let's we, do we, it, we man. We got faith in it. Yeah, yeah have you have to anyway, but it's yeah. like we have I think they're be like, yeah, we believe in it. Yeah. It's not a lot to still believe in this franchise. I think they do still believe in Trevor. Um, and now you just got to believe in something else will go right around Trevor, uh, which is really the mission now of the offseason to figure that out. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 here on a Monday. It's Christmas week, and it doesn't feel that festive. <laughs> I just think they present a brand of football uh, where you talk about the playoffs that you want to play. You want to control the line of scrimmage. They can do both of those things with their offensive line. You look at Trent Williams, a guy who's been doing it for a long time. One right? of the best. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. And I also, I'll, I'll go to their center, Alex Mack, a guy who was in Atlanta with Kyle Shanahan. So you just have that continuity there, and I think they're peaking at the right time to make noise. And, yes, I'm going to say it with my chest. I think they're the best team in the NFC West right now. What happened to Arizona? Man, you tell me. I mean, Hopkins being out hurts him, but I don't know. I don't know what to think about the all these teams. I think Green Bay's really good. <laughs> yeah, Kansas I, City's I, good too. I think. Yeah, I think Kansas City is finally good. By the way, Super Bowl favorite? You're Kansas City Chiefs. Are they really? Yeah. That's a little Vegas Welcome soccer back. bet. Welcome back, Andy Reid. You think that's back. a little Vegas sucker bet? I mean, it's hard to deny it. Is, is, is there a team you... hotter right now? Green Bay Packers? Yeah. But almost got beat by a backup quarterback in Baltimore. Yeah, no, they were quite I two know. touchdowns, too. Yeah, I, mean, I, they, they, I mean, that's just the NFL a little bit. I mean, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I, I, If you could, here's the thing. Here's the way I answer that. Give me the Chiefs or the field. Oh, yeah, field right. all day. Come on. And, and not even the field, like, but just give me, like, three other teams to pick from. You give me the Packers and three other teams, I think I might take the Packers. All right. Yeah. So that's why I, I just feel like they're better right now. Like, if I, if I you get my point being, like, I, yeah. give, me the, give me the Chiefs or give me the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cowboys. I'll take th those three. Give me the Bucks, the Cowboys, or the Chiefs, or Green Bay. 
I think I might take Green Bay. Okay. In fact, I know I would. Right now, I feel confident in Green. What that says to me is I feel confident in Green Bay more than I do in Kansas City. Okay. Winning it all. Okay. Um, I still think there's some warts in there. In Kansas, in Kansas City? Kansas City. I think, you, I think what you don't, you don't like to smooth those warts out? They buff well, those warts right they out? They definitely smooth some of it out. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like uh, Green Bay, I, I can I don't think Green Bay gets enough credit. Now, I said this a little bit about Arizona, and then they gave up 30 to the Lions, but I think their defense is real. Like, the Green Bay Packers can win a 13-10 game if you need to. Yeah. Right? And yep. we know how it changes in January and stuff. And they're able to pound the rock now with A.J. Dillon and yeah. the, the couple of Aaron different Jones. Ty- types yeah. of guys. They can play the short passing game. They can yeah. play the long pass. Nobody can cover Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. They've made these other guys into... I mean, heck, Tyler Davis and Mercedes Lewis are a factor in the passing game. I mean, seriously... <laughs> well, the Aaron like, Rodgers effect. And yeah. Aaron Rodgers is unbelievable. We know yeah. that. But, I mean, so is Patrick Mahomes. Like, I actually think the diversity of the offense on the Packers is better than the diversity of the offense right now on the Chiefs because they don't have a running game. Yeah. And they really, I don't think they utilize the short passing game that much. I mean, they, they got to get these stars the ball, Kelsey and, and Tyreek. And, sure. and so if you can shut one of those guys down, then you've got a big-time advantage. I don't think you can shut one guy down for that's the that, Packers. No, that's not a bad call because, and for whatever, if Aaron Rodgers is off a game, you still have that running game to, to fall back on. Like, we've seen Patrick Mahomes be off a little bit. We've seen this passing game be off for the Chiefs, and they've had no answer for it from the running game. So I, I would give you that in terms of more diverse as an offense. Packers, yeah, that's fair. But, man, Chiefs, though, in terms of speed and playmaking ability, I mean, yeah. Ty, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, do I have to say anymore? The crazy part is even through, like, I think it was like through eight games or something, they were second in the league in yards, and everybody's talking about how bad their offense was. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like they, yeah. it's not like they were like 30th in the league. Yeah. Uh, they just weren't what everybody thought they were. And, uh, the, the thing about it that you like is that those kind of teams are the ones now that are getting toward peak or at least building mm-hmm. rather than going the other way, which now that's a concern of Arizona. I think that's is the big. Listen, I think Kingsbury's got, I don't know, if, he's a great coach, man. Oh, got a lot Brent. of talent. Come on, I Brent. said this to you last week. I know this you was before did. the Lions. I know. I think he, even in wins, he's shown some uh-oh kind of moments to me. Like, if I was an Arizona Cardinals fan, I would not be fully confident in him. Okay. I mean, I thought he coached a real bad game here in Jacksonville. I saw that up close. Yeah. I mean, I just think in terms of what he's done to turn over that franchise, yeah, I think, it, do, I mean, like, do you think Sean McDermott's a good coach? I think overall he's, he's shown to me more so than he's a good okay. coach. Yeah, I think they've, they've had some struggles here. But, but yeah, because they're 8-6 right now. But I, but I also would give to both of those franchises you just mentioned, Yeah, I give credit more to the front office and what they've built. Okay. You know, I mean, the rosters they've built are but, really solid and, and, and uh, yeah, well-rounded. Well, Kingsbury was the guy that vouched for Kyler Murray. Like, he didn't have to draft Kyler no, Murray because you had Josh Rosen. Listen, I'm not saying I'd fire him. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know in a big well, game if I have the faith in him <laughs> if you over. If Jacksonville's call. Uh, listen, McCarthy's I'll, I'll the same here. way. Like, yeah. I, is McCarthy, like, if you've got to make a big call, mm-hmm. do you think they have the confidence in McCarthy in Dallas? Right now, look at what's happened in their offense. Where's it gone? Yeah. He's an offensive guy. I mean, their defense is saving the day in Dallas, which is pretty wild. If you had the opportunity to take Kingsbury right now, would you take him as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Oh, wow. I don't think so. Oh, wow. The entitlement coming from you right now. I think their hey, roster's I'll really take, good, man. I'll sure. Take the GM. But, but, but he's responsible for that, too, keep in mind. He's responsible for one of the moves. He said, yeah, okay, you know, let's you know, get... You know, 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 you know
You don't think like Urban oh, wow. Meyer or Doug Marone wanted Hopkins? Oh, wow. I mean, come on. But they the, stole Hopkins. But the end of the because Hopkins wanted to go there though. That's fine. Okay. Well, hey. I, I would I would be okay with Kingsbury right now. I think if that Wait, meant we could get guys like Deion, Deion, Deion Adams could come over because Kingsbury's here. I don't here. think Hopkins went to Arizona because of Kingsbury. Okay. Why did AJ Green go there? Because of Kyler Murray and everybody else on offense and the defense and, and why, all the roster. And, and 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 what came first, chicken or the egg? And why did <laughs> Kyler Murray go to Arizona? Because of who? Hit me with it. I know you know his name. Steve Cott. No, no, because Kingsbury vouched for him. The end. I think I think their their front office is the hero there. I right? think you're a Cliff Kingsbury hater. I'm not a hater, but I just yeah, I don't think you could if you piece yeah. him to build it all from here. I don't know. And Trevor's good. You know, he's he would have the quarterback. I don't know if I sign. I don't know. Maybe I should sign up for that. Maybe. I, I don't know how you don't. All right, we gotta, we'll be back tomorrow. Tuesdays at Top Golf. I'll see you tonight, Jags Report Live. Be honest, you hating him because he's got a bigger backyard fireplace than you. And that's what the answer is. Yep, there it is, everybody. Hey. I figured it out. Hey, hey. I'm the case. I all figured I, it out. All I know in Jacksonville tonight, I can use my outdoor fireplace. Not he a probably bad can. It'd be raining outside. Have fun with that. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Come on. Three o'clock tomorrow.